Shirin can turn on for Kabbalah's Tammuz, where in Zim Kopeyal, if hey, we're continuing with the laws of Toyin, Benita, the plaintiff and the defendant as they come together in litigation in court, and the dinim of Eidos of giving testimony. Halacha, hey, also the Baldin, it's also for one of the litigants, whether it's the plaintiff or the defendant, Lesaper in Yanamishpah, to come discuss the concept over which they're coming to court. He's not allowed to come and discuss this with Nehadayin in front of the judge, when his friend is not there yet. And therefore, for this reason, for this reason, he shouldn't even come earlier to the courtroom before his friend. Rather, they should come together. Why? This is Shalayyanesh, they shouldn't be suspected. Shemakhtim, why did he come earlier? To organize all his claims in front of us, in the judge, in front of the dying, before his friend reaches there. Just as the ju- a judge or a dying that takes shaykha, that takes bribe, even if he's taking the bribe to make the, the the person that he wants, that's giving the bribe, to win the court case, he would have won the court case anyway. Still, transgresses the prohibition. In the same vein, the person giving the bribe is transgressing a prohibition of putting a stumbling block before someone that's blind because you're causing this rough to falter. Also, one is not allowed to claim a false claim of Shaker in any case. Even if he knows that the truth is that he's right. And now, and if he's going to tiny his real claim, he's going to come out wrong. He's going to come, he's going to lose the court case. So, still, he should never let pass his lips a false, something that's not true, the false claim. It means the end doesn't justify the means. It's written in the Gemara the following. From where do we know that a person that's coming to claim and demand that he he lent his friend money, a hundred zuz, he said, he, the person that's that's uh, demanding it shouldn't say it. Really, I should demand of him 200. And then what's going to happen? He's going to be he's that the, the truth is you only gave him 100, which is a money. And then one, but however, he's going to be, he's going to owe me an oath, so to speak, that I'm going to obligate him to swear. And once he's then I'm going to, once a person is allowed the the, the the his counterpart, the other litigant, to pressure him and to tell him you have to swear also on other things while you're at it. Once he's Chayv Shua. Still don't do that. You stay away from saying something wrong. He only borrowed from you 100. Say 100. You can't say 200 just to be Chayv Shua to call something else. And in the same vein, where do we know that a person that wants to demand from, that demands from his friend 100 and he claims that he owes him 200. So Leva, the bar- person, the borrower, knows that it, that claim is false. And if he's going to say no, if he's going to say the truth, really, I only owe him 100, then he's going to be Chayiv Shavu. Maida Mitzvah is Chayiv Shavu. So therefore, the person, the defendant, says to himself, um, I'm going to deny the whole claim in Beisden, all the 200, and that way I won't be Chayv Shavu, because Koyf Rakol is not Chayv Shavu. And then, and outside of Beisden, I'll admit to him that I really owe you 100, here's 100, keep it. This is all that I shouldn't uh, become obligated to swear, and then, because if I become Chayv to swear, he can make me swear on a whole bunch of other things that have nothing to do with this court case. For this is, again, the Torah refers to when it says, that you should stay away from any falsehood. For the same reason and in the same vein, if three people um, demand from one person a money, okay, one person owe three people a hundred zoos, 
Uh, so instead, they say instead of all three of us coming as the plaintiffs and we'll demand from this defendant a hundred zoos, let's come as if he owes only one of us. Now the two are witness. And that way he's for sure going to have to pay it up. And we know this is true anyway. That one shouldn't represent him, come as the Baldin, as the plaintiff, and and the other two as witnesses. And they'll take it that way. They'll definitely be able to take out the money and they'll split it between them. Stay away from any falsehood. Sometimes, it's, in many cases, instead of coming just a basin of three, they choose for themselves three people and to, to make the pshara, to make a compromise, an official compromise between them. In Bitzir Beisdin, whether they do them together with a Beisdin, that means they point off Ketri, or they do this outside of the court, outside of Beisdin. They just uh, bring three people together and sit down. It's very appropriate and very upright. Because by each one of the, by let's say one, one the defendant and the plaintiff, each one choosing for them one representative. And then these two representatives choose a third. In that case, in the each one of the of these representative rabbanim or, or or peacemakers are are going to tr- try to the best of their ability to prove the the uh, the brightness of their of the one that chose them. and therefore the the compromise is going to come out as as appropriate as as possible. This is dafke if. You, you're choosing these three people to come to the upright and just way. If you know that you're gonna, you, you have connections with the other two, and they're gonna thwart the case in your and slant it in your benefit because they know you. In that case, you're not allowed to join such a such a zabla. So zabla is echad, echad, and which is this example. Just as the dayanim were warned and that they should not slant the case. In the same vein, they're not allowed to slant, and they were warned not to be mata. Also, the pesher, the pshara, even if they're making a compromise, they say, "Listen, between me and you, it's a compromise, so it's not the halacha, anyways." I may as well help my my guy. They're not allowed to There are specific cases in which chachamim say you do not have to go to Beisdin. You can take the law in your own hands. And follow through. For example, in if you see an object that belongs to you and it's in someone else's hand, then you know Shikzala, he stole it from you. Now you don't have any, it's beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's yours. You can go over to him and grab it away. If the other one, the person that you're grabbing it from, the Goslin, stands up against you, you can you can hit him until you get it away from him. And the Altar adds, the chain, the same the same din is also someone's coming to steal from you. The or someone's coming to to hurt you. You don't have to run to base and say, "Listen, this guy wants to steal from you." You should know that the object really belongs to me. You give clap and you keep it. Or if someone's coming to hurt you, you don't have to run and uh, make a court case to hit him back or to to, to prevent the damage. You do stand up and do do your judgment on your own. If this is all, if you can't do it in a different way. Um, uh, there's a, uh, and he says, when can you go with clap or just grab it away if there's no other way um, to save it without hitting him? But this is a, even if it's something that it, it, you're not going to lose anything if you'll wait until you come to Beisdin, but still we allow you to take the the the, the law into your own hands just to, to avoid you the whole hassle of going to Beisdin. However, if there are there are people 
that are that uh, Aiden standing by that they these witnesses can they'll see you hopping it from the other person's hand. In that case, you're going to be in the in the red. You're going to be in the wrong if you hop it from him. Why? Because in that case, you can't hop it through akah through hitting. Ellen, can you You can only hop it if you know for sure you'll be able to prove afterwards that this is yours. Taka with simanim etc. Because you will not be able to prove that afterwards. It's not going to help you uh, uh, grabbing it away from him because you have, he has two witnesses that you're taking it from him and it was in his possession. And therefore, only if you can afterwards prove it, then you could take the law into your own hands. Um, the altar points out, El or, for example, um, if you're hopping something as collateral because that person owes you money, and in that case, you are allowed to grab it because everybody, even though they see you grabbing it from there, from, from this uh, person's hand, but afterwards, this person's not going to be mighty, he's going to admit that he owes you money, and you're hopping it because you want to be able to collect from there if he doesn't pay pay off. In that case, um, their the, the aid will be also in vain, and therefore you could hop it. Because there are aidim over here. If there are no people testify, testifying, or there's no people, there's no witnesses, in, in any case, it's going to help the fact that you're grabbing it away. In that case, in that case, you're allowed to grab it away, even if you have no way afterwards to prove that it belongs to you. Allah Yud. The people of the city, they appointed a basin. They have to know that each one of the dayanam that they're appointing has Shiva the following seven qualities. He has the wisdom of Taira. Anaba, he's, uh, he has humility. He's humble. Yira, he's God-fearing. Sinas mom, and he hates money. Even their own. That means they don't want to connect to money that does not really rightfully belong to them. Avasa Emes, they love and pursue truth. Avasa Briyaslam, they love people. And Bala Shem Masem, they have a positive name. In their actions, their their, their fame to be uh, to be upright people. If someone established and appointed a judge that's not uh, that's not pro- proper and it's not appropriate, it doesn't have these qualities. Oyverbalaisis and transgressions of prohibition. And not so to speak uh, do do wrong in mishpat by recognizing one person or another. And what this tells us also in this case, you should not so to speak say you know this person and that's why you're appointing him. who this person is a rich guy or crazy who or he's my relative. So therefore, I'll appoint him as a judge, and that way, if I'll ever need, he's away available for me. And says this. Any judge that was appointed because of money, silver or gold, because he has, for that, for example, also Lamed Lafan of one is not allowed to stand up before him, or not allowed to honor him with any forms of honor. And the Altar adds, It's a mitzvah to, um, to uh, act lightheaded with him and, and, and to, so to speak, um, degrade him. And on him, the Archachamim, they learned do not have gods of silver and gold. And uh, this refers to also appointing such a judge that represents the Abish there in court uh, that's that's uh, from gold and silver. They don't have Chachamim, wise Yidin, and Rabbanim that are Shaykh to be Dayanim. Still, they choose the wisest and the best, the good heart and nature. 
Shi'ir based on their understanding and their vision. People in the city, they say these are the best, and they should judge. Even though they're not fit to judge and dictate what Torah says on each matter, this is all they shouldn't end up in a secular court, which is a bizarre and it's a disgrace for the Abishta. The key that they were looking for a way other people judge, and we have the Abishta the way the Abishta judges. Once the people of the city accepted them as as the Bezdin, no one else can come by and annul this appointment or say that they're they're not fit for judge. But he urges is that they, all their actions should be for the sake of the Abishta, for the sake of heaven. If anyone knows testimony for his friend, and he's able to stand and give and, and present as, he was, as a witness. And his friend is going to gain by him getting up and saying his testimony. And he came and he uh, subpoenaed you. He came and told you that he wants you to come to Basin. He is a positive commandment. He must go to, to stand testimony and to share his, his uh, vision of what he saw. Whether he has another uh, witness together with him, whether he's on his own. If he withheld what he witnessed, in this world you can't judge him because he doesn't. You can't prove that the, the court case would have went for sure this way. But above in heaven, he still owes him. He's still high. On the flip side, one is not allowed to testify something that he doesn't know clearly. Even if someone that you hold for sure is. Is, is trustworthy, comes and tells you, I'm telling you, this is what happened. You cannot testify as if you saw it. Even if Baladin says to you, listen, don't say anything wrong. I have one person, one witness. You stand near him. And you're not going to actually give testimony. You're not actually going to stand witness. What you're causing is that my 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 counterpart, my litigant, is or the person that owes me money, he's going to be afraid because he's going to think that that I have two Adim, and when the two Alpishnaim Yakum Dabar, if I have two witnesses, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to pay up. And therefore, when he sees you standing there, he's gonna admit right away. Still, do not listen to him, do not come stand there. It's another form of staying away from any falsehood. Halacha yud gimel. The fact that one aide stands and gives testimony. This is dafka in regards to um, the monetary cases and laws. Because one aide is enough to cause something. He's able to cause that the that the the the, the defendant will have to swear. And another case where an aide helps is. In Advar Isra, when we're talking about Isra, for example, um, if a person comes and testifies that this piece of fat is really chelot, and therefore it should not be eaten, this he should only come to testify, if it didn't happen yet, so yeah, he should come testify that she is a sister of his or whatever it is, not to, to keep them away from reaching Chasashal and Isr. If it was already eaten the Chedlev and they're already married, the Eidachot should not come testify. Oh, well, in case of marriage, it's still an ongoing Isr, and therefore he should testify. But if, if the Isr already happened, keeping the Eidachot in an Emma, because, because one Eid is not, is not uh, believed in, to, to give, to punish based on his his uh, his testimony alone. Therefore, he's just like he's spreading gossip. He's not he's not actually causing anything halachically. He's just spreading bad shmuz about the person. Therefore, he should not go testify. If someone takes 
money and takes wages, takes payment for testifying, his testimony is annulled because he's not allowed to charge for it. This is Dafke. If he already saw it, he happened to be passing by, he saw it. And now you want me to come to Basin, pay me? Because he has to, he's obligated to testify it for free. And Alter points out this is Dafke if it's in a Basin in your city. If someone's drafting you, and someone's telling you, come, I want you to come watch, so you should after, afterwards be able to testify. In that case, he's allowed to take payment, however, what type of payment? You're allowed to take money just for the, the amount of, of hassle it's causing you. Listen, I work for a living. You want to pay me, this is the amount of money I'd be making if I was on my job. You want to pay me off, I'll come to you. But not allowed to take more than the schar of his tircha. If it's, for example, it's all hassle to slap from to go in front of basin, he could take uh, the minimum for his for his hassle to as much as appropriate based on this however not more is not allowed to just to take more money for coming to testify